All right. Welcome back. We made it through a week. We weren't thrown off air after one episode. This is sports <laughs> with a T or with a Z and a TC second episode. I'm already messing up our own name. Sports with a Z and a T podcast. I'm Bryce Linsky alongside Taylor Lattimore. Welcome back for your second time listeners. And if you're joining us for the first time, thank you for tuning in. Obviously, only our second episode, but we got a good one packed. Uh, the NBA playoffs are starting right off the rip. And we got some mm-hmm. NFL power rankings, post-draft power rankings that we're going to try to get to if we have some time. We only have 45 minutes. So let's get right to it. We are brought to you by Saving Face Barbershop. Uh, see my boy up in Saratoga Springs, Jeremiah. He's got a killer business going on up there. Help out your small businesses, especially the, in this time of need. And yeah, Taylor's got to go get a cut. I'm going Saturday, actually. So I, I have to get my uh, engagement pictures done. Ooh. So yeah, so I Ooh. haven't even I haven't even told you, Taylor, because I haven't seen Ooh. you. But God knows. Yeah, we got engaged. So we got to get congratulations up in Saratoga. So I got to get that fresh cut. My boy Jeremiah is going to going to get me all set up and ready to go for that. So let's get to the NBA playoffs. We're obviously recording on Tuesday. So. As the show airs, it's going to be a little weird right off the rip. I apologize, but we're going to give some quick predictions on the play and tournament on the Eastern Conference side. Obviously, we could be looking really, really good or really, <laughs> really stupid by the time the show airs because the games are played tonight. And then <clears throat> the Western Conference games are going to be played the evening, Wednesday evening, the day this show drops. And then obviously we'll get into every round as we get to it. Um, So let's start with the Eastern Conference, get them over with. There's not going to be a whole lot going into the play in tournament games, but but let's start off right off the rip with the Pacers and the Hornets. Uh, I I think this is kind of one of those games. There's two teams, look, it's the nine and the 10 seed, two teams that really don't deserve to be in the playoffs. Let's be honest, the Hornets looked good (laughs) for really injuries ravaged uh that team and they they kind of stumbled down the stretch and then the pacers who a lot of promise early i actually had them looking at like a five or a six seed going into the season i thought the pacers were going to be yeah i thought the pacers were going to be much better than they were this year uh they obviously they lost tj warren to a season ending uh stress fracture in the opening week of the season that didn't really Mm -hmm. start things off they recently lost miles turner to a partial tear in his right big toe so without two of your big stars, I mean, they obviously acquired Karis Levert. We'll get to that in a minute. Um, he's not going to play um, because of safety protocols. So obviously something involved with COVID. Uh, Indiana's going to be without their best player, really, at, at this point um, for the playing game. And this this game is one and done. The 9 and 10 seeds, one and done. So if you lose this game, you're not eligible to move on and try to become that eight seed or yeah, or become the eight seed. So this is really an important game for the Pacers and the Hornets, but on the Hornets side of things, look, you had LaMelo ball who really made the Hornets look really good early on. Obviously he's not going to be playing as he's out for the year. Uh, Gordon Hayward. He has been a nice addition uh, Terry Rozier has given the Hornets a core worth building around. P.J. Washington, Devontae Graham, Miles Bridges uh, ha- have provided some nice pieces. But all in all, these are two teams that sh- have no business making it very far in the playoffs or even being the eight seed. But we have to pick one of these. Which way are you looking, Taylor? It's hard. Um, injuries really suck. I'll say that off the rip just because, you know, 
uh, on an even playing field, I would probably lean the Pacers in this one. Mm-hmm. Um, but with without having Karis LeVert and obviously you, uh, TJ Warren, all the uh, the other injuries you mentioned, uh, I, I I don't think that they can pull it out. I think this one leans towards the Hornets. I mean, the Pacers obviously are a tough team through and through without without their star players. Um, they'll put up a fight. Uh, especially against you, you know, the Hornets aren't the best team in the world. Um, but I, I think I trust the Hornets more at this point. Um, I think they'll get the win tonight. Well, yeah. <laughs> so <yesterday>. I, <laughs> so I, I filled out my bracket on Monday and I, I did one bracket. I, it's unlike March Madness where I go and I fill out a bracket that I go back to it and see if I want to change anything. I just filled it out and put it to the side of my table and I'm bringing it back now. It's right, right in front of me. So I have my picks in front of me. I picked the Pacers. And obviously, I picked the Pacers before I knew Karis LeVert was not going to be playing. Uh, mm-hmm. That that changes things for me. Not saying that you know the Hornets are going to be good, but I think they're playing a little bit better down the stretch. At least they've been somewhat whole uh, and, and have built some chemistry with what they have at this point. Uh, if you look at the Pacers, it, it's tough because they rank third in the NBA in most possessions playing zone defense this year. And the Hornets led the league in that category. So given the short turnaround of the play-in, the variety of defenses that the Pacers throw at you, I think this is a challenge game planning-wise for Charlotte, and that's another reason why I went with the Pacers. So I'm just going to stick with the Pacers. We're not going to talk much about it. The decision's already going to be made by the time the show airs. So let's, so let's, let's move on. The other Eastern Conference game, which I think is going to be even more interesting, Mm-hmm. Wizards Celtics follows sure. the Pacers Hornets. This is a big look. The Wizards have been playing very well down the stretch. Probably have the best backcourt in the NBA in Bradley Beal and Russell Westbrook. I mean, Russell Westbrook has been on fire. You can you can roll your eyes all you want, but but really <laughs> sit down and, and look at it. A healthy Clay, you have a conversation with them and Steph. But uh, I mean, I a, think health, a healthy Clay, it's it's a no healthy back but. a healthy backcourt right now. Bradley Beal and Russell Westbrook for me is probably one of the better, if not the best. I'm going to say the best NBA backcourt um, out there. But outside of that, the Wizards don't have much, and that's why they're hello the eight seed. Uh, mm-hmm. The Celtics clearly are proud. They're they've been playing like they don't even want to be on the court lately. They lost Jalen Brown to a season-ending injury just a week ago, and, and all things are pointing down for the Boston Celtics. I actually have the Wizards winning this game and becoming your seventh seed in the Eastern Conference. I just love the way the Wizards are playing right now. They're getting enough, just enough off the bench. I, I think from like the likes of Ish Smith and Rui Achimura, they're getting enough. Are they going to make a play later on down, down the line? No. But to beat the Boston Celtics, who seem totally disinterested, and you don't even know where the future of that franchise is really going right now, yeah, I'm going to go with the Wizards. Yeah, I, th- I think I agree with you on this one. I mean, the loss of Jalen Brown seems to have affected them quite heavily. Um, they've been on the cold side lately, whereas the Wizards are on the up and up. They're, they've been charging towards at least making this play in tournament being qualified for this. And so I think they're ready. The only question you really have with the wizards um, in this game, at least is you want the health of uh, Bradley Beal and his, his lingering injury. Mm-hmm. Um, he said earlier today that he's not 100% or reports are that he's not 100%, but uh, he doesn't really need to be hundred percent. I wouldn't say if he's 80, 90% and giving you that scoring push with, Russell Westbrook doing everything that he's doing and those bench contributors, like you said, 
on the Celtics side, it's going to be, it's going to have to come down to like Jason Tatum's going to have to really, really carry the load in a one game plan. I mean, obviously in the seven, eight, they have a chance if they lose, they will play again. They'll play the winner of the nine, 10 for another chance to get that eighth seed. Um, but I think it's going to be all on Tatum Tatum. And I think he can do it if he gets a little help from Kemba Walker, you know, um, I think they can do it, but I, I think that the wizards win. And I think that, uh, Russell Westbrook gets his chance at Kevin Durant because they would place the nets in the next round. Looking at looking at, you know, just paper and anything you believe going into the season, you would be laughing if this was a conversation at the end of the year. But look, the Wizards are playing their best basketball at the right time. And I think it's a perfect storm of a disinterested Celtics Mm -hmm. team and a red hot Wizards team. Yeah, I agree with you. They're going to be the seventh seed. But that brings it. Look, if you lose that, that's the one nice thing about being the seven and eight seeds. Right. You even if you lose, you get another chance. I so, think you, you earn that at being the seven, eight seed is like you would be in the playoffs normally. So now you got two games where if you drop two games, you probably shouldn't have been in the playoffs anyway. Right. So we're, we're kind of in agreement. So it, assuming our playing first round playing games go according to plan, you have the Pacers and the Celtics fighting for that eight seed. This is where look, do the Celtics look disinterested? Yes. But at some point, talent just has to beat out the other lack of right and and that's what uh, look if the pacers go on and don't have karis lavert and this same conversation goes with the hornets it doesn't really change my mind either way um i have a hard time seeing the celtics not being in the playoffs entirely so i'm gonna go with the celtics here i just think they do have enough experience they have playoff experience they're well coached, but I think I think Brad Stevens is a good coach. I mean, it, it's been tough to back up this year, if you mm-hmm. especially if you ask Celtics fans. But true and true, I I think Brad Stevens is a good coach, and I think they have enough talent to at least beat the Pacers in a win all game. Uh, that would set up an interesting one eight matchup because if the Celtics win this game, and I'm going to pick them to uh, Sixers Celtics. One eight seed matchup to start off the uh, quarterfinals, but I'm going to go with the Celtics here. Yeah, I, it, I picked Charlotte to 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 beat the Pacers. So if I'm <laughs> if I'm saying Charlotte versus Boston, I I, I don't think, think it matters. Honestly, you you'd think that, and especially with a guy like you have a superstar or a superstar to be a, a growing star in, in Tatum in Tatum. Um, and so you think that he wouldn't allow them to lose two in a row. Like he'll drop a 50 burger if he has to, to win one of these games. Um, so yeah, I guess uh, if push comes to shove, I'll, I'll pick the Celtics, um, but I don't feel great about it. So we'll go, we'll re we'll reset the Easter conference when we make it to the quarterfinals. Let's switch over to the Western conference play in tournament. So we're done with the Easter conference, Western Conference Tournament, these are Wednesday night, so this show airs on Wednesday afternoon. The games are this evening. Let's start off with the Grizzlies and Spurs. And and quite honestly, this was a tough matchup for me because I think they're both very similar, especially in their styles. They have have a good guard. They have a pretty decent starting five, but nothing that's going to blow you away. Obviously, the Spurs check the box of coaching. Um, and, and that's where I was leaning towards anyway. But there's something about this Grizzlies team that I really liked, especially in the bubble last year. And I thought they were deserving of making the playoffs last year. Obviously, they were on the outside looking in and had a tough hill to climb and couldn't get in. But yeah. I think the Grizzlies were 
one of those teams that just I, I was expecting to take a bigger step forward this year. They didn't really do that. But with the star in the making in John Morant and enough at the bench, I'm going to take the Grizzlies here over the Spurs. And I, I'm very hesitant about that. It was a coin flip for me. Wouldn't surprise me one bit if the Spurs blow them out. But I'm going to go with the Grizzlies and the youth and, and a more promising future and some of the momentum that they gained from the bubble last year. See, the problem, the only problem with these playing games, I, I like the playing tournament personally. Um, I guess I would be saying it differently if my Don't team. Tell were, that to LeBron. I know, but I would be saying it differently if like if LeBron were to get knocked out in the playoff tournament, I wouldn't be happy. And if my Heat were to be like the 9-10 and they lost that one game, I wouldn't be happy. But that being said, it's hard to judge on these these playing games because it's one game. So it's Mm -hmm. usually in a series, you can say that the best team usually wins out because it's a seven game series. You can make adjustments here and there. This is an adjustment in game quarter to quarter um so i like memphis a lot like you do i like john moran i think he's up and coming i think he's scrappy and i think he makes the whole team scrappy and he gives them an edge he's got an attitude to him that i really enjoy um but game to game moment by moment adjustments on the fly i'm gonna go with greg popovich I'm going to take Greg Popovich to make small little adjustments at halftime um, in quarters, in games. And I think the Spurs, I think the Spurs win this game. If they still had LaMarcus Aldridge, if the whole Aldridge fiasco didn't go down, I think I'd agree with you. I, I just personally, outside of Ja Morant, I really like Valanciunas. I think he, if obviously Morant's the sexy pick, but Valanciunas mm-hmm. could, it could be argued that Valanciunas was the Grizzlies' best player this year. And you also have Jaron Jackson that I, I think they just have enough to beat the Spurs. But either way, you're, you're meeting a gauntlet I'm, in the I'm, next round. Even with talent, I don't know if the best team necessarily will always win no, out. No, you're, in a you're right. Game. Absolutely. It's one game. It's one game. So if anyone has an off night, that's it. You're done. Especially I remember the, the Sixers. You, you don't have another chance. I remember the Sixers. What was it? Two, two. It was the year they lost to the. So yeah, two years ago when they lost to the Raptors. Um, the series before when they played the Nets, uh, and this was before the Nets were even really good. Uh, mm-hmm. They they squeaked in as the seven seed, and the Sixers lost the first game, and everybody was losing their minds. Well, the Sixers blew the Nets out the next four. So exactly. I mean that that kind of stuff happens in the playoffs, and that could that, that's to your point. That's what's scary to some of these teams, especially the nine and 10 seed, not so much the seven and eight, because you kind of have that cushion you lose and you can move on anyway, but these nine and tens granted, you can make the argument that they don't deserve to be in the playoffs anyway, because they're the nine and 10 seeds. It's the trade-off. Correct. You you have have one game. And if you, if you mess that up, you're shit out of luck. It's just, that's how it is. Exactly. But I, I mean, as much as it's fun to talk about the Grizzlies and the Spurs, I don't think <laughs> any of us had this on our bingo card coming up. Uh, the nope. seven and eight seed, a play in tournament game, the defending champion, Los Angeles Lakers facing Steph Curry and the Golden State Warriors. Uh, this, Man, is gonna be, this is going to be must watch television. Um, mm-hmm. There's a lot of questions around how durable LeBron is going to be throughout these playoffs. Obviously, he tweaked the ankle again. 
going down the stretch after he came back. That's something to monitor. Anthony Davis has been playing well of late, but who knows how durable he is. The Lakers ranked 25th in shooting percentage this year. They can't shoot the ball. Uh, This is a Lakers team that, yeah, they won the championship last year, but they've been a shell of their former self. They do have the stars. They have LeBron. You can't doubt LeBron, but you have what could be he won't win the MVP, nor should he, but he definitely deserves to be in the conversation. Steph Curry and what he's done, putting this Warriors team on his back, and here they are in the play-in tournament when they really started out the season. They were dead last. I mean, it was looking like another season where the Warriors were going to have a lottery pick, and it was just kind of one of the things what could have been with Clay Thompson going down again. Uh, but this is a Warriors team similar to the Wizards, right? playing their best basketball at the right time against a stumbling Lakers team who is still trying to get their footing, granted a little bit different circumstances because they have LeBron James and Anthony Davis. But this is a game. I mean, if you told me the Warriors beat the Lakers, I I would not be surprised. Am I picking the Warriors? Absolutely not. The Lakers are going to (laughs) win this game. But what could Steph put up a 50 burger and uh, the Warriors move on? Absolutely. Yeah, uh, this game is, you said it, must-watch TV. I'm I'm so excited for this game. Um, you don't expect the Lakers to be in the play-in tournament, and I think they hate that they're there, especially LeBron. He Obviously, he voiced his opinion on the play-in tournament. He doesn't like it. And why would he? He's a, he's a veteran guy. He wants to get into these playoffs and not have to waste time in his eyes doing this, this, this uh, play-in tournament. But all in all, I think that the Lakers are going to take this because when it comes down to it, their season wasn't derailed because they weren't shooting well. And it wasn't derailed because of anything other than the fact that Anthony Davis and LeBron James missed a ton of time where there's one, there was LeBron, there was an AD and then AD came back. LeBron got injured. So it was AD without LeBron. Yeah, very little were they on the floor together when they play together. They're one of the best teams, if not the best team in the NBA. And I firmly believe that. And all this about his ankle, to some extent, I believe it. To some extent, I also wonder if eh, maybe it's been kind of, you know, upplayed so that they could rest him because obviously the playoffs are the most important time. And at this point in his career, you know, LeBron isn't afraid of any opponent. He doesn't, he cares that he's in the play in tournament because he's doing, he's playing more games. But if the play in tournament wasn't there and he was the seventh seed going up against, who would it be? It's Phoenix. I don't think he'd be worried in the slightest because LeBron doesn't need home court advantage. LeBron doesn't need anything else. He'll just do what he does and that's play hard and play well. If indeed the ankle is really a problem, I don't think it'll show in this game. At least it'll probably be later on when they're playing like full, full series. But I think this is going to be a great game. Lakers take it though. And by the way, I, if you're asking me at some point, we probably talk about who we think the NBA awards should go to. Curry's really high on my MVP list because last year without him, most of the year they were the worst team in the whole entire NBA. And with him now they're vying for a playoff spot. And it's because of everything that he's doing. Like without him, they are nothing. Well, I mean, uh, okay, well, we'll what? get to that. We'll get to that conversation. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure you're going to say Embiid. Yeah. <laughs> well, obviously I'm going to say Embiid. <laughs> Um, I say Bam Adebayo should win defensive play of the year, but here we are. Yeah, well, Ben Simmons has that locked up too. But uh, we move on. We move on. Uh, 
So I, I guess we're in agreement that the Lakers are going to become that seventh seed, which is kind of wild to think about, which leaves the Grizzlies and the Warriors in a play-in tournament. I think we could both agree, just for time's sake, that the Warriors are going to beat the Grizzlies. I mean, this is a team, Warriors, think. that could, we're talking about almost beating the Lakers. They're not going to f- lay an egg and lose to the Grizzlies. I would think. I mean, again, anything can happen in one game, but Steph Curry, best shooter in the world, I think he'll bring it home. So let's, situation. yeah, I, I I agree with you. So so let's reset. So based on our at least my predictions, I, I think we're pretty much the same. Correct me if I'm wrong. Sixers Celtics one eight matchup. The Knicks Hawks are the four five matchup. Obviously, the mm-hmm. Bucks and the Heat are the three six. And then I have Nets Wizards at the two seven in the Eastern Conference. That's pretty much how I think it will go down. Yeah. All right. So so let's go. Let's move on to the conference quarterfinals. We'll start with the Eastern Conference, then we'll go to the Western Conference. We'll we'll go. Uh, we'll, we'll go quarterfinals, semifinals finals finals we we won't go you know we won't do one conference and then the other conference just just to make it easier Sixers Celtics uh, look I, I'm gonna tell you right now the Sixers were the best team in the NBA this year I mean you could say the Utah Jazz were you could say the Suns were congratulations but the Sixers from start to finish outside of one week were the top seed in the Eastern Conference. They did not lose grip of that spot. They were the most consistent. When they lost Embiid, they did not hold that spot. They are deep. They surrounded Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid with shooters. Doc Rivers has put a great system in place, and they're facing a Celtics team. It's a sexier matchup than what it is this year. It kind of reminds me of what it was last year in the bubble where the Sixers didn't have Simmons. They they were not really that interested. You could clearly tell that the team was going to cut come with a whole lot of changes in the off season, kind of the same sense of the Celtics this year, right? No Jalen Brown. He can sense there's a lot of pressure on Brad Stevens. Who knows if he even really comes back, you know, there's changes coming to that roster. They seem disinterested. I have a hard time seeing the Sixers. I'll give the Celtics maybe a win. I'll say just for the sake of it, the Sixers in five, but I don't think there's really more to talk about other than that. The Sixers are going to win the series. Yeah, no, I agree with you there. Uh, much to my chagrin, agreeing with you over the the. the <laughs> We're gonna disagree at some point on the Sixers. Oh, don't you I'm worry. Sure, I'm sure but, we are. But in this first matchup, yeah, I mean, gentlemen sweep at best. Probably gonna be a sweep. I think it's safe to say that at least in the Eastern Conference, Philadelphia has the best defense. Um, I think the only one that could even come close is maybe Milwaukee, but. I'd raise my Miami has a pre, I, I'd say Miami has an even better defense than Milwaukee. That's but, true. That's true. But but I, I I would agree with you. I I'm I try to be as unbiased in this show because I can be as biased as I want in my made for <laughs> Philly show. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, Philly Philly does. I, I think Philly does have the best defense, and they've proven it all year. They just suffocate you on the offensive side of the ball. Look what they did against the Nets this year. Look what they were able to do against the Bucks when. Embiid and Simmons were on the on the court together. They just suffocate you. They force a lot of turnovers, and they've been able to convert it on the offensive side. And that's when this team gets really rolling. And when the Celtics aren't coming in at a hundred percent, seem disinterested. That just seems like a, a recipe for disaster for Boston. Yeah, it just seems like you know Tatum's obviously their their biggest threat. So throw Ben Simmons on Tatum, uh, force Kemba to beat you, and I highly doubt exactly. he will. Exactly, and they got nothing else. So. Uh, I, 
I think it'll probably be a sweep, honestly. So you go sweep, and I wow, I, you went a sweep. I went five games. I gave them, I gave them the uh, that that nice little one win. Just the thanks for thanks for playing. Here's your participation trophy <laughs> win for the Celtics. But uh, let's I move on. This they're gonna get make it. They're gonna make it happen. This next series, I have had fits all week deciding who's going to win this series the <laughs> nick between the new york knicks and the atlanta hawks my gut yeah my gut would say the hawks with trey young and the ability for them to put points up in bunches but my eyes say the knicks because they've been the more consistent team this year they've been better coached tom thibodeau has done wonders for that team they're one of the better defensive coached teams in the league they don't have that star. You can say Julius Randle has become a star this year. I'd like to see him do it for another year before I say that. But or obviously, do it in the playoffs. Or do it in the playoffs. Right. This team lacks playoff experiences due to the Hawks, so they, they kind of cancel out. The Knicks swept the Hawks this year, and I think that's where I, my, my coin flip tiebreaker really is, that the Knicks did have the Hawks number this year, and defensively, they were able to force Trey Young into the worst statistical um, games of the season. The Knicks forced Trey Young to shoot 36.2% against the Knicks. That was the lowest against any team that he played against, and that was three times where the Knicks won all three. Uh, Randall versus Capella and Collins seemed to be a mismatch, uh, and they were able to suffocate Trey Young with the likes of uh, Nidalekina and Derrick Rose. I, they just rotate those guards um, through and through. I think the Knicks with that deeper bench, I just, I'm going with the Knicks. I feel hesitant about it because, like I said, my gut says the Hawks, but I'm going to go with the Knicks. How many games? Ooh, yeah, I got I to gotta include that. It's going seven. That game, that series is going seven. Yeah, I think you and me are pretty much in agreement on that. I'll put it right off the top. I think it'll be Knicks in six or seven. Uh, I think that it's a close game. I think this will be a close series um, through and through, but I do think that the Knicks have a little more defensively, um, and I think they're just going to wear down Atlanta, especially Trey Young. I mean, you're going to you're gonna wear him down. You're going to chase him off the three-point line when you can. You're going to make him really work, and the longer it goes in this series, the harder it'll be to – shoot because i mean at, when you get tired the first place you lose it is in your legs and your shot and so i i just think the knicks are a more physical team and i think oh, they're absolutely. gonna bully them i think they're gonna bully them yeah and and that's kind of playoff basketball right it gets a hell of a lot more physical and it, the hawks haven't you really hope that the hawks haven't proven that that's their style they never really have especially with trey on on the court so if you can get trey on flustered and, and get physical with him and get him off his game which the knicks did in the first three games granted your regular season success doesn't always translate into the playoffs but i do like what the knicks did this year and i think that does translate eventually and i'm gonna go with the knicks you went with the knicks so let's move on and i know this next series is right down your alley and i have a sense that you that yeah yeah, if if you're watching on the live stream on YouTube and not listening on Spotify, uh, we're both wearing our team's jerseys, and, and Taylor just showed off his Miami Heat jersey. Is that who is that? Is that Butler? That'd be Bam and a Bayou. Oh, Bam. Yep, Bam. Bam. Here Bam, I Bam. am. Here I am wearing the Joel Embiid original trust. This is how you know I'm a truther. This is when Joel Embiid got drafted. 
This oh, is yeah? the jersey and oh oh yeah. So <laughs> I mean, I, the jerseys are still made by Adidas. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, there you go. So I I'm a true processor and couldn't be happier with where we are. But I'm I'm gonna hold back. This is your time. This is your moment. The Heat, the defending Eastern Conference champions, another mm-hmm. team playing their best basketball at the right time. And, and I've always I've been waiting for this. I knew they would get out of that slump. They were at one point the 12th. They were at 12th in the Eastern Conference. It was like, what was wrong with the Heat? They turned mm-hmm. it on. Butler got healthy again. He missed Bam a lot took, of time for COVID. Right. Bam took it to a whole other level. And that team, they got, they found their shooting again. Tyler Hero mm-hmm. finally started turning it on again. Dragic has been playing well this year. Uh, this is a Heat team. I wanted to. I really, really, really wanted to pull this upset but there's just something i cannot i cannot give Giannis and this bucks a first round exit especially with the success that they've had they they have beaten the sixers this year they have beaten the nets this year they've been playing well as also i like the addition of drew holiday i'm not saying the bucks are going to win the eastern conference but between drew holiday which is an upgrade over eric blood so if you ask me you added P.J. Tucker at the deadline, even more versatility. You have the reigning MVP in Giannis. I get it. The the Heat have Butler, and they have Bam Adebayo. It, I just, look, Miami made quick work of Milwaukee in the bubble last year. The Heat were able to frustrate Giannis. Um, there will not be a better test for the Bucks, I think, than the Miami Heat. Like I said, as much as I wanted to, I couldn't. I'm going to go Bucks in six, but I think the Heat have a very, very good chance of spoiling Giannis's hopes of finally making it to the finals. That's it's completely fair for you to take the Bucks. This is a tough matchup for a first round matchup because um, last year, last year this Miami uh, Milwaukee matchup was in the second round, uh, so it was. I mean. First, second round, not too much difference, but I mean, you get through that that first round opponent, you have some momentum, you have some kind of you know juju going. Um, first round, it's it's tough, it's really tough. Um, this Miami team is more or less the same as the one uh, last year. I, I mean, in terms of starting lineup, Jay Crowder out, Trevor Ariza in, still a long, lengthy defender um, who can shoot threes, so kind of a three and D guy. Um, if the heat can do exactly what they did last year in terms of slowing down Giannis, in terms of building the wall, as they say, if they can nail that strategy down, if Eric Smolstra can teach him up to be the exact same way, we still have Jimmy obviously leading the charge and bam. And they're two defensive uh, savants when it comes to that side of the ball, especially it's possible that I think that they could do it again. I think that they could upset this Milwaukee team and I have to pick them because I have to. <laughs> so I'm going to pick Miami in six. I think I'm going Miami in six. Yeah. And I don't feel great about it just because this is not the same Milwaukee bucks team. It's a little different than it was. They have more talent. They have drew holiday. They have PJ Tucker, which I like both of them and both of them scare me on the defensive side. Uh, especially because, I mean, Drew Holiday is one of the defend- the best defenders in the league. And P.J. Tucker has always been a very, very good 3 and D guy. He's one of the best from the corner three. He spaces the floor for them while also providing great defense. 
it's going to be tough and it'll be a great test. Like you said, for Milwaukee, if they can pull it off, they will be better for it and they will be super ready to go against whoever comes out of that other matchup that we're about to talk about. But I'm going to go Miami. I think they put it together. I think they build that wall against Giannis. They make the other people beat them. I understand that last year Giannis got hurt as well. He didn't even play the last couple of games, which, you know, but he wasn't very effective in the games that he did play. And we forced, you know, uh, Chris Middleton to beat us and he couldn't do it. And I don't think he can do it. Can he Andrew Holiday do it uh, with PJ Tucker and whatnot? Maybe. But I think that Miami has the recipe to slow down Giannis um, with Bam in the middle. I think that they can get it done. I'll, I'll give him seven. I'll say Miami in seven. It's close. It's gritty. And it's hard. But Miami gets it done. Yeah. And look, it wouldn't surprise me in the slightest at, at all. I think that's going to be I think that's going to be the most competitive uh, first round matchup just just simply sure. because look, the Knicks and the Hawks is going to be a good one, but these are two teams that you could make arguments could make it all the way to the Eastern Conference Finals. So I, I'm I, I'm really excited about this. Bucks and it's a rematch. Matchup. So it's like- and it's a and it's a rematch. Bucks are out for blood. Here trying to prove that it wasn't a fluke. Um, okay. So let let's go Nets and Wizards. It's the two seven matchup. Obviously, we both talked about how much we like the Wizards. Uh, the Nets are a team. Look, we all know. They're brimming with as much talent as we've ever seen a team in the NBA have. You have James Harden. You have Kyrie Irving. You have Kevin Durant. But they've played eight games together all year. (laughs) Uh, Between Kyrie Irving missing a handful of games for personal reasons, and he's had you know, small ticky tack injuries here and there. Um, Oh, by the way, now he says he's not really focused on basketball. Great timing for the playoffs that there's other things going on in the world that he's prioritizing right now. Just, just what that's front office and fans wanted to hear. Um, (laughs) Look, Kevin Durant missed over a month with hamstring strain. Those are two things that they can come back up again. Hamstrings do not go away quickly. And uh, he also had two COVID contact tracing related absences. Harden missed over a month with the hamstring strain before returning to the lineup for the last two games of the regular season. So this is a team that as talented as ever have played eight games together. The big three, uh, they have a decent bench, not too deep. They, they obviously gave up Jared Allen and Karis Levert to acquire Harden pretty early on in the year. Um, Steve Nash is one of those coaches that you don't really know how much he's had to coach. Uh, he's just kind of letting the stars go out there and play. But this is a hot Wizards team. I don't see the Nets having too much trouble. They're just too damn talented. Obviously, injuries can change this quickly. Bradley Beal and Russell Westbrook have enough talent to take a game or two, but I'm going to go Nets in five. Yeah, I agree. Uh, it's hard to beat this talent. If they're healthy, yeah, Nets Nets and five sounds about right to me. I think these games are going to be weird though because mm-hmm. the Nets don't really play defense. So these games, no, are they don't know. Like, defense is optional. Yeah, so uh, I'm pretty sure all these games are going to be like 120 to like 127 or more, like a hun- in the 130s. Yeah. I think <laughs> yeah. they'll both be there because it's not going to be a oh they they defensively stopped them, held them under 100, and they scored 100 and whatever. I don't think. Um, as long as Bill is still healthy, they're going to both score ridiculously high because they both don't play very much defense. They're both not good defensive teams. But in the end, 
who do I trust with the ball in their hands? Kyrie, Durant, or Harden before I take Russ in, in an end game situation. Sorry. Yeah, for, for <laughs> just for time's sakes, we're, we're, we both agree Nets are going to move on. Let's head to the Western Conference because they have probably even more intriguing matchups than the Eastern Conference does in the first round. This is going to be a fun playoffs. I'll just say that right off the oh, rip. Yeah. The, the seedings are absurd, and it starts right off the rip. You have the Utah Jazz, who you could argue, I mean, look, they finished with the best record in all of the NBA. However, that you always still have those reservations about them. Donovan Mitchell missed a lot of time. You don't really know what he's going to bring to the table. Gobert's been kind of up and down lately. The Jazz are one of those teams that you want to have maybe making a round or two, but you just have those reservations that they can get to the finals. They play the Golden State Warriors, based on our predictions, in the first round at the 1-8. That, to me, I mean, it's an intriguing matchup. The Warriors played well against the Jazz this year. But the fact that it really is Steph Curry or nobody, the Jazz are a deep team with Mike Conley, Gobert, Donovan Mitchell. Even if Mitchell's not at 100%, I think the Jazz have enough to take out the Warriors. It'll be tougher matchup than I think the Jazz wanted to bargain for with the having the number one seed in the Western Conference. But I, I'm going to say in the end, the Jazz are going to win. I'm going to say it's going to go to six games, though, because you know Steph is going to get his and he's going to steal a game or two. I mean, I think you're speaking my language on this one. I totally agree. I I think the Warriors just won't have enough enough to beat to beat the Jazz. It'll it'll be Steph Curry and, you know, offensively, they don't have very much after that. I mean, Wiggins, you never know when he's going to do right. anything. Draymond's um, hit or miss. Offensively, for sure. He's great defensively. No no question about that. But offensively... Brandon Wiseman. It, yeah. If Steph isn't on, then they're going to lose. And if he's red, red, red hot, they might take a game or two. So, yeah, I'll agree with you. The only thing is, Steph yeah. has been red, red, red hot. So that, that's, that, true. That, that's, that's, that's the side note. But, but at that I, point, you just you just have to clamp down on, and try to right. force Steph alone to beat you. And Steph cannot score 100 points. He's, he's only he's only one man. <laughs> so so we both agree the Jazz are going to move on. Let's go to the Clippers and the Mavericks. And, and this is a Clippers team. Look. I really like this Clippers team. I think it's a bit of a smokescreen that they stumbled down the stretch, finishing four and five in their last nine games. I I think you really have to watch out, especially with some of the reports coming out that they tanked on purpose to kind of avoid the Lakers. That's a little interesting side bit to me, but Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, the addition of Rondo to me was big for them to have a true point guard. I think this is a Clippers team that has the potential to be an NBA champion. I think outside of Luka and Porzingis, this Mavericks team has a lot to be desired. And it it leaves me wondering if, if they have enough against such a talented Clippers team. It's kind of the same argument with the Warriors and the Jazz, right? Yeah, you have Porzingis and you have Luka. What about Jalen Brunson and Finney Smith? Have they developed into enough of a role that you can be convinced that they're going to provide you with consistent play during the playoffs? It was it worked during the regular season. They ba- they bounced back great after a really slow start. I, I think another difference maker for Dallas is going to be Tim Hardaway Jr. He needs to continue 
to keep his shooting up to just simply match what the Clippers are going to be throwing at them. I just think the Clippers are a much better team. I think this is kind of a smokescreen four or five matchup. I think the Clippers win this in five. Ooh, well, I think we're going to slightly disagree. I still think the Clippers are going to win, but I think it's going to take maybe six, possibly even seven games. Um, because if you look last year, bubble aside, everyone knows everyone has their opinions about how different the bubble was than anything else. And how we all know how, badly the Clippers ended up playing down the stretch in the bubble but that being said they did play the Mavericks in the first round I believe it was and the Mavericks gave him a fight and that was without Porzingis for most of that I think he might have played game one but he got hurt immediately and it was Luka and no one else basically against against the Clippers and Luka is slowly becoming my my favorite player um not on the heat obviously but he's He's really fun, man. And I think he elevates his game, especially in playoff situations and play in times where he really needs to play his hardest is when he plays his best. Um, he's that kind of gamer. And so I think the Mavericks are going to put more of a fight than you think against the Clippers. And I think they push them to seven games. Wow. But Clippers ultimately win. Wouldn't surprise me, but would keep me nervous uh, considering where I have the Clippers, as you're going to find out here in the next coming minutes. Um, We'll go Nuggets three seed trailblazers are the six seed. This is a matchup again that I, I think a lot of people are considering Portland because obviously Denver lost their best player and Jamal Murray to that torn ACL. Uh, Monty Morris, Will Barton have missed extended time. Nikola Jokic, if Joel Embiid doesn't win the MVP, Jokic will. Uh, this is a team that honestly, in my opinion, had enough to make it to the finals if they stayed fully healthy. Obviously, Jamal Murray is a big blow, but I still like what they bring to the table, and I do like what Lillard has done this year. He's taken that Trailblazers team and putting them on his back, similar to Steph Curry and what he's done with the Warriors. I haven't been too impressed with McCollum when he has played. Obviously, he went a couple months without playing. Um, Nurkic as well. This is a Trailblazers team that I think just hasn't had enough time to gel and they're facing a tough matchup in the nuggets. I think Jokic has his way. I think they have enough around him that they're going to beat the trailblazers. It's going to, it's going to be a good series. It's not going to be a very entertaining series because just simply these two, both in their styles are not going to be uh, that, that type of brand of basketball. It's going to be gritty. It's going to be ugly, but I think the nuggets win. And I think the nuggets are going to win six. I think it'll be a fun matchup. I think that Denver will miss Jamal Murray in his playoffs in general. Oh, how could how could you not? I, I mean, mean, look, you just look at what he did he did last year in the bubble, and he was putting up you know fifty every other game. It felt like so. I, I think they're really gonna miss him and his own shot creating. <laughs> he could create for himself easily, and I think they're gonna miss that definitely in these playoffs. I think that it's gonna be a close matchup, and again, I think a lot of these these matchups are going to go seven. I don't, I don't see either one of these teams having a supreme edge. I mean, obviously you have Jokic and I'm pretty sure Jokic is going to win the MVP regardless of anything else. He just seems to be the guy who's running away with the voting where's at the, least. Where's the remove button? <laughs> Whether you believe it or not, I think the media as they're the ones who vote has already decided that Jokic is going to win the MVP, but that being said, Portland and Damian Lillard are 
always on a mission. Damian Lillard, you got to respect the man for staying in Portland, for working on this team, and for just giving it his all every night. If he gets hot for a game, there's no stopping him. I think they take a couple, and I think it, it ends up being Denver in seven. I was trying to convince myself to take Portland, and then and then I, I was telling myself to, to not be the hero and use your head, and mm-hmm. I think just the Nuggets have enough to at least win this series. Um, I think it's closer to a coin flip than not, in my opinion. I think it'll go seven, and I could easily see it falling towards Portland. And maybe my original thought was right. You know that that's why I was leaning Portland for for a little bit, but we'll see. This this next series, <laughs> it, it's it's gonna be so fun. The Phoenix Suns, Monty Williams, coach of the year. The Phoenix Suns hold the two seed, and they're playing the defending NBA champion. Los Angeles Lakers and LeBron James as the seventh seed. Congratulations, Suns, for having a great season. Here's the defending <laughs> champions in the first round. Uh, this was a team, if you all remember from the bubble, eight no run, story of the bubble, didn't make it in. Insert Chris Paul. Paul has played at an all NBA level this year, and, and he's proved me wrong. I, I will admit, I thought, you know, oh, it's a nice ad. The Suns will be, you know, six, seven seed, but, you know, they don't have enough. Along with Chris Paul, Devin Booker has been lights out. DeAndre Ayton, Michael Bridges, I've liked what I've seen from both of them, especially Bridges. Their main core has only missed six games, and they have shown, along with the veteran presence of Jay Crowder, they have Dario Saric as well, my homie. True no, Jay processor. Last year, he's Miami. I mean, I'm I'm with him. Right. So this is a team that has the talent, and you have a Lakers team coming in. They're stumbling a little bit. They just had to play through the play-in tournament to get there. You have LeBron James. You have Anthony Davis, assuming they're healthy. But how long is LeBron going to be durable? Suns team shooting lights out has been healthy all year. If you pick the Suns, I wouldn't call you crazy, but I can't doubt LeBron James and Anthony Davis, assuming they stay healthy. I'm going to go Lakers in six. I want to take the Suns in seven, but I'm going Lakers in six. Yeah, man. I mean, props to the Suns. Um, I am not one of those people who's screaming at the top of my lungs that CP3 should be MVP. I think the Suns, not taking away anything CP3's done. He's had an amazing season. He'll definitely be all NBA, uh, one of the teams at least. All right, I think he should. And But this Phoenix team was on the up and up, like you said, eight in a row. They played well last year when, when Aiton played along with Devin Booker. Uh, Monty Williams, maybe coach of the year. I have at least one other argument, but we'll save that for another podcast. I have another argument too, as a Sixers fan, but of course you do. But <laughs> that saves that every, every award out there. Okay. <laughs> every award, every championship. Yeah. It's, it's all Sixers. But anyway, that's for another podcast, another episode. Yeah. It's, it's real tough. The Lakers didn't think that they were going to be there. If it weren't for the injuries, they probably wouldn't have been. I mean, they wouldn't have been there. Maybe they would be in the two spot where Phoenix is right now and Phoenix would have been three. But those are ifs. And what we have here is a seven seed that might be the best seven seed we've seen in a long time, maybe ever. And as long as they're healthy, this Lakers team is going to roll. I, I don't see it any other way. If they're healthy, Lakers in five. Sorry, Suns fans. Sorry, Suns fans. 
They're Suns fans. Um. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! Oh wow! Alienating teams if, already. If Eric. there's if there's a <laughs> Suns fan <laughs> listening to this podcast, you can feel free to at both of us. Yeah, That's how I know do. you listen to this podcast. <laughs> you can at both of us and tell us that we're both clowns. Uh, uh, but I know there's no Suns fans listening, so <laughs> <laughs> so we broke down pretty much every team at this point. So. We have the semifinals coming up. We're going to get a little quicker with this just because of time. We can break down teams a little bit, but obviously the matchups are going to get fewer and fewer. We broke down everybody and what we liked and what we didn't like about these teams. So let's go back to the Eastern Conference. We're in the semifinals now. The one seed Sixers handled the Celtics against the Knicks, who it took all they had to get past the Hawks. Uh, The Sixers swept the Knicks this year. In my opinion, the Sixers have a pretty easy ride to the Eastern Conference Finals. I would love to see the Knicks. Look, are they a gritty team? Absolutely. But I think they're going to be gassed after playing the Hawks. They've been giving their they've been giving maximum effort all year. It's going to wear down when they play a team like the Sixers that just have too much talent for them. I've liked what the Knicks did this year. They surprised both you and I. We talked about that last week. But I have no doubt in my mind that the Sixers would beat the Knicks and I'm going to say that's a clean sweep. I'll give the Knicks one game. I'd like to give them two, but I also think that they'll be pretty gassed after chasing around Trey Young for six games, maybe so, or seven even. So yeah, I'll give it to Philly. Uh, I'll give the Knicks one game. They Philly in five. Okay. So well, we both swapped. You said the Sixers were going to sweep the Celtics, and mm-hmm. I said one game, and vice versa in the semis. So that that evens out. Uh, Bucks and Nets. So for me, Bucks and the Nets. I do think the Nets have the talent that if they if they stay healthy should beat the Bucks. Question is, do they have the chemistry? Do they have the health? I would not be surprised to see the Bucks move on, but the Nets have too much talent for me to give them an out in the semis. I'm going Nets. That's going to be a 7-game series. Your thoughts if that's the case, if if it's the Bucks if, and the Nets. If the Bucks beat Miami, I think that they could easily not easily, but I think they could definitely beat the Nets. I don't see who's gonna guard Giannis. Just don't see it. And so at, at that point, I think it'll be a close high scoring series. Again, I think all of the Nets series will be high scoring because they don't play much defense. If the Bucks can slow them down, Drew Holiday, he's one of the best defending guards. Mm-hmm. Ah, it's tough, man. It's tough. That uh, that is going to be, and that's that's why getting the number one seed was so huge in the Eastern Conference because one of the teams, whether it be the Sixers, Nets, or Bucks, the likelihood of running into the the Bucks or the Nets in the semis was inevitable. These two are going to beat each other up. It's it, it. This is this could be. A finals matchup. It's not. It's it's <laughs> I mean, this is a tough matchup. Like I said, I'm going nets, but I think you have I, the bucks, don't you? I'll yeah, I think I'll, I'm gonna take the bucks in seven. So if if your heat don't beat the bucks, you have the bucks going all the way to the finals. That that's quite the flip. But mm-hmm. if the heat beat the bucks, like you say they will. You have Nets and Heat. That one's tough. That's tough. That's very tough. I don't. Um, I don't see that. I honestly, I I, Nets and five to me. See, the problem is, I think the Miami is better suited to 
face Milwaukee. And then when it comes to the Nets, I don't know if they because because what the Miami does best is slow you down defensively first and then create offense off of that. And if you right. need a bucket, you give it to Jimmy and you let him go or you give it to Bam on the block if you can get him there and you let him go against this Nets team. I don't know how much you slow them down. I mean, you can put Jimmy on one of the two guards, but one of them is going to eat you up, I would think. And so it's going to be hard. I, As much as I hate to say it, I, I think I'll have to pick Nets, but I'll give them six. Miami's taking a couple. So let's go to the Western Conference. Jazz Clippers, look, we both talked we we talked about both teams. The Jazz, Dava Mitchell just getting back healthy. Clippers, we have a little bit different opinions of how how good they'll fare against the Mavericks, but we both have them in the semifinals. I was hesitant about picking the Jazz over the Warriors, so I'm definitely not taking them over the Clippers. I'm going to go Clippers. They're a much more talented team. I think they have more potential than the Jazz. Jazz have had a nice season, but I'm going Clippers in 6. The reason that I thought Dallas would have more of a put up more of a fight against the Clippers is just because I'm giving respect to Luca and his offensive creativity, and I don't see who on the Jazz really has that. I mean, Donovan Mitchell, <laughs> Donovan Mitchell is pretty good. I mean, he he's good, but he's not Luca level creative on offense. And I, I think the defense of the Clippers finally locks down, and I, I think Clippers in five. Let's go to the Nuggets and the Lakers and. and- I think the Lakers have a tougher first round matchup than they do in the semis. Uh, I think they have a tougher quarterfinals than they do a semifinals. So uh, yeah, I'm going to go. I'm, this isn't even a really a thought for me. I'm going Lakers in five. Yeah, I, I agree again. Obviously I will say it probably every time if they're healthy, AD against Jokic, I think AD can definitely lock him up or at least make him work harder. Yeah. I, Lakers in five. I agree. So let's go to the conference finals. We have the Sixers and the Nets on my end before we go to your Sixers. And you said, well, no, we both. No, it would have been the Nets. We we both have Sixers. I thought thought that the Bucs can beat the Nets. Could, could. Yeah, yes. I I pick if it's Bucs, Nets, I pick Bucs. All right. So for sake, we'll do both. Sixers, Nets. Look, I, I... I've said the Sixers have been the best team in the Eastern Conference all year, and I'm not changing that just because the Nets are in town. I still have my reservations about the Nets just simply because they don't have the chemistry. I think the Sixers' brand of basketball and how good they are defensively and how very little defensively they have answers on the Nets' side of things, I don't see it happening. I I really don't. I, I don't see how the Nets have an answer for Joel Embiid inside. I mean, you 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 could put Kyrie out there. You could you could put James Harden. The the Sixers have the guards to do that. You could put Simmons Simmons on Durant. The tiebreaker for me is Embiid inside, and DeAndre Jordan is not going to defend Joel Embiid inside. He might for the first quarter, but by the time DeAndre Jordan fouls out, Joel Embiid already has a double double on the board. So I, I think, look, Joel Embiid's going to prove that he's the MVP of, of the 2021 season, and he's going to prove it against the Nets, and the Sixers are going to move on to the finals. And my answer is the same with the Bucks. so I'm not even going to answer. You can pick if it's different for you. You can make your comments, but my same logic applies to the Bucks as well. The Sixers have the pieces, but am I going to take Brooke Lopez over Joel Embiid inside? No. 
look, the Sixers are good. They're they're very very good. They fixed the issues that they had in that they added the shooters, the the Seth Curry, the Danny Green. They spaced the floor for Ben Simmons to work. That was always the key. And now they've done it. And now they have probably the best version of this team that we've ever seen. I think you probably agree with that. This is peak Sixers. This is how the Sixers were supposed to be built. And I think that they're primed for a finals run. And against the Nets, the same thing, the same reason I said that the Nets wouldn't beat the Bucs. Who's going to guard Giannis? Who's going to guard Embiid? It's not going to be DeAndre Jordan because... The inside alone, like, yeah, you, you, you said he, he'll probably foul out and it'll be hard for him to guard him inside. What about outside? Joel Embiid can step out. He can step out to the three-point line and mm-hmm. Jeremy Jordan's not chasing him around on nope. the three-point line. And Embiid can move. He can move like a guard. He's a very impressive. And I don't know who's going to guard him. It's not going to be DeAndre Jordan. And no, I... Sixers, that little euro, that little euro step he does when when he's driving the hoop, it's yeah. it's really beautiful. He is the most fun. I, I I think he is the most entertaining player to watch when he's healthy and on because he does so many things that not many typical big men can do, and, and it's just something that you don't see too much of in the NBA today. Yeah, and everyone's happy, or at least I am happy as a basketball fan that he is healthy and that he's playing the way he's supposed to be playing, which is this level. And so if I'm going Philly versus the Nets, Philly in, uh, let's give it six, because, you know, star power, they'll take two games maybe. If it's Philly versus Milwaukee, I think that's closer. I think that would be Philly in seven. I think that one goes seven. So we both have the Sixers going on to the NBA Finals. So on the Western side, we have we both have the LA Western Conference Finals, the Clippers and the Lakers. This was tough for me. And really why I say that is because I want to pick the Lakers. I do. I have my question marks about how Schroeder's going to be when he's back. I have my questions about the longevity of LeBron and his ankle. I think it's more of a concern than they're leaning on. And I think the Clippers have, this is kind of their final ride. Kawhi with, with Kawhi being a free agent this summer, a lot of question marks about where that roster is going to be going. I I'm going with the Clippers. Would I be surprised if I see the Lakers and LeBron James in the finals once again? No, but I think the Lakers with such a tougher road and, and what they have to do just to simply get into the actual playoffs. Look, you have to play a play-in game against the Warriors. Then you have a seven-game best-of-seven series against the Suns. Then you have to take out the potential MVP in Nikola Jokic. Then you have to play the Clippers. Something's going to give at some point on the Lakers' side, and I don't know how much they're going to have when they meet with the Clippers, who they have a tough road, the Mavericks and the Jazz, but nothing like what the Lakers have. And they don't have the question marks health wise that the Lakers do. I'm going Clippers. It's going to be best of seven, but I'm going Clippers for the Western conference champions. I'm not worried about Schroeder. Uh, he played the other night and I mean, they looked fine against the Pacers. Granted it's the Pacers, but they are a play in team. If the Lakers are healthy, I don't see anyone beating them, honestly. And that goes for the Clippers as well, like against the Clippers. I think that if, if you come here, I think there's a lot more pressure on the Clippers because of what you said, how they folded last season or last playoffs. Mm-hmm. Epically, they folded. Oh, yeah. Kawhi, can't, Kawhi can be a free agent this year. I think all the pressure is on the Clippers. Lakers obviously have pressure. They want to win every year, but they've already won 
they already won a championship and now i think opposite of you actually i i think the exact opposite when it comes to the ankle i think it's been more upplayed than it is i think any of these games these regular season games that lebron has missed i think if they were playoff games he would be playing because you just, you're hearing all these excuses from LeBron already, like the play in tournament, <laughs> he should be fired. Uh, we're already playing. We're playing the MVP against the war with the Warriors in in the play in tournament. We have a tough road, this and that, yada, yada. He's setting the table because he knows they're not the most talented team in the Western Conference. Or. He's setting the table so that when they win the whole thing, people aren't like, oh, uh, well, they, they nah, faced okay. the nugget. They faced <clears throat> the nuggets without Jamal Murray. It was nothing. And they faced the 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 Suns, but they weren't a real two seed. They were just a fluke. When they make him look like a fluke, people are gonna start saying it was a fluke. And I think that's what he's also preparing for. But yeah, all that being said, Lakers in six. Lakers and six. So I have Clippers. You have Lakers. We both have the Sixers in the NBA finals. So we'll go with each prediction because it's, you have a different finals than I do. I'll just give my piece on my final. You could give your piece on your final and we'll leave it at that. Um, I've said on the show countless times within our first two weeks that the Sixers are the best team in basketball this year. I think it's going to take, everything that the Clippers have just to simply get to this point. If they even do get to this point, I think if the Sixers prove that they can beat the nets, they sure can beat the Clippers. If the Sixers, like you said, Taylor, if they're going to win the NBA championship, it's this year, this is peak process. Um, and beat is playing at MVP level. They have shooters around Simmons. Simmons is distributing the ball. He's playing at an all NBA level as well. They have Doc Rivers, who's a final NBA coach of the year finalist. They have the bench. Don't forget that they acquired George Hill at the deadline. They've been sprinkling in him in, and he's a veteran guard coming off the bench that they're going to ask to, to, you know, give Ben Simmons a breather. Obviously it's going to be a different system when Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid are off the floor, but Dwight Howard spelling Joel Embiid is giving them depth that they have not had at the center mm. position ever since Embiid was a sixer. I just like what the Sixers bring to the table more. They have a deeper bench. They have the better coach. Doc Rivers gets his revenge on his former team that let him go, and the Sixers trust the process. The process comes full circle, <laughs> and they win the NBA championship. Congratulations. Well, I, I put it into existence. I disagree. <laughs> <laughs> I think the Lakers, obviously. So mine is a Lakers versus Philly. And I will say that at this point, the Lakers, this will be the toughest of uh, opponent by far that they will have faced. I don't think the Clippers, I don't believe in the Clippers. I don't think that they're a true, true contender here. And I, I don't think that the Lakers will have too much trouble uh, with them. Against Philly, though, it's going to be a brawl. I think this this can go seven games easily. We haven't even talked about Andre Drummond though. Not that he's like a game changer, but he's size. And so you know those that Embiid, the Dwight Howard, you're gonna have size to throw at them. You're gonna have AD, obviously. Hopefully, if everyone stays healthy and LeBron, it'll be a tough tough road. But in the playoffs, I trust LeBron to get there. And in the finals. 
LeBron's been there so many times. He's won a couple. Obviously, he's lost a few, so we'll see how that goes. But I, I'm taking the, I'm taking the Lakers. I'm taking the Lakers to repeat, and I think it'll be in seven. So when it comes down to it, I have the Sixers winning the NBA championship. You have the Lakers winning the NBA championship. Keep your notes. We'll be keeping our notes. I'll be marking down my predictions as well. I have it all written down. Play-in starts Tuesday night. Obviously, when the show airs, you'll have those results. We'll see if we look stupid or smartest people in the world. <laughs> and then Western Conference play-in starts tonight. And then this weekend, the actual NBA playoffs start. And then we'll see where we're standing uh, come next show, which will be episode three already, believe it or not. And Woo. keep in mind, this is episode two of sports with a Z and a T. We are brought to you by Saving Face Barbershop up in Saratoga Springs. Go check out my boy, Jeremiah. I have my cut coming on Saturday. Taylor, you're going there as well sometime soon. You got to get that I cut. Warmer. Warmer weather is here finally, so so definitely get that summer cut with Jeremiah. And next week we'll talk – we didn't get to NFL power rankings. We might hit that next week. Uh, we'll see where we're at NBA playoffs, MLB season still underway. Yankees, the Mets are falling apart with injuries, so a lot to get to there. We'll get to that next week and anything else that comes down the pipeline within the next week or so. I'm Bryce Zielinski for Taylor Lattimore. This is Sports with a Z and a T broad, uh, podcast brought to you by Godzilla Media. Uh, we will see you next week. Trust the process and uh, <laughs> go heat, I guess. Yeah, go heat. Woo! <laughs>